بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وبعد قال الإمام البخاري رحمه الله باب المزاح Imam al-Bukhari, he said, in this book of his, Al-Adab al-Mufrad, a book within which he collected a hadith related to mannerisms and etiquettes and how to interact with others, he said, Bab al-Mizah. This is a chapter about mizah, about joking and jesting and being humorous. عن ابي قلابه عن انس بن مالك رضي الله تعالى عنه قال اتى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم على بعض نسائه ومعهن ام سليم انس بن مالك he said that the messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam came to some of his wives and with them was um sulaym he came to some of his wives while they were upon a camel. While they were riding upon a camel. فَقَالَ يَا أَنْجَشَ رُوَيْدًا سَوْقَكَ بِالْقَوَارِيرِ Then the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam He said, يَا أَنْجَشَ O أَنْجَشَ And أَنْجَشَ was the camel driver that was driving the camel that the wives of Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu were upon. And the camel drivers, at times they will do hida. They will make certain chants. Why will they make these chants? What's the purpose behind them? Huh? Yes. To make the camel go faster. To speed the camel up. So this Anjasha, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he was doing this hida, this chanting in order to make the camel go faster. But upon the camel was, yani were the wives of the Messenger of Allah. Upon the camel were, were women. So the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, Ruwaydan sawqakak, Ruwaydan sawqakak, bil qawarir. Go steady, go steady with your driving, ya anjasha. Go steady with your driving, with these, with these glass vessels that are on the camel. Who is the Messenger of Allah referring to as the glass vessels? The wives, the women. Yani, women, they are not as strong and tough as, as men. Now, if the woman she falls off the camel, perhaps greater damage is going to be caused to her physically than to a man. So, but how did the Messenger of Allah refer to the women? As glass. Vessels, if they fall just like glass, a bottle, a qarura, if it falls on the ground, what's going to happen? It's 
It's going to smash into pieces. It's going to break into pieces. So be careful and be steady in your driving, O Anjasha, while you have these glass vessels upon, upon the camel. قَالَ أَبُوْ قِلَابَةِ فَتَكَلَّمَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ بِكَلِمَةٍ لَوْ تَكَلَّمَ بِهَا بَعْضُكُمْ لَعُبْتُمُوهَا عَلَيْهِ Abu Qilaba, the sub-narrator of the narration, he says, so here, the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam made a statement, a statement that if perhaps one of you, Abu Qilaba is saying, perhaps if one of you were to have made this type of statement, القوارير, glass vessels, referring to women as glass vessels, Perhaps if one of you, Abu Qilaba, is saying, was to have made this type of statement that the Messenger of Allah made, then perhaps people would end up rebuke, be rebuking you and blaming you for having made this type of this statement. Meaning, the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, he made this, this statement of mazh, this joking statement, this statement of jest, this statement of humor, of muda'aba and mulatafa, of joking and jesting with his companions. So Sheikh Zayd ibn Hadi al-Madkhali, he says, Al-kalam al-ladhi yatakallam bihi al-insan, imma an yakuna lahu, wa imma an yakuna alayhi, wa imma an yakuna mubahin. The speech that a person speaks with falls into three categories. Either the speech that you speak with is going to be in your favor, or the speech that you speak with is going to be against you, or the speech that you speak with is going to be just mubah, permitted, not for you, not against you. You're not going to be rewarded, and neither are you going to suffer any type of penalty because of that statement. Sheikh Zaidi then said, فَكُلُّ كَلَامٍ مُفِيدٍ وَنَافِعٍ Every type of speech that you make that is beneficial in itself and benefits others, then that's going to be written down in your scrolls of good deeds. And every single statement that you make that is harmful to you, harmful to others, and that is going to be written down in your scrolls of evil deeds. Sheikh Zaid, he then said, وَمَا يَتَعَلَّقْ بِالْمُبَاحَاتِ فَبِحِسْنِ نِيَّةِ الْعَبْدِ الَّذِي يَتَكَلَّمْ بِالْمُبَاحِ As for those statements that are permitted, mubah, you don't get rewarded in, for saying those statements in and of themselves. And neither are you punished for saying those statements in and of them in and of them in and of themselves sheikh zaid he says that now is going to be based upon the intention of the person who said it whether you're going to end up being rewarded or end up being punished whatever is going to be whatever you're going to face whatever the consequences that are going to be as a result of that statement that you made depends upon the niya the intention that you had behind that permitted statement sheikh zaid then said إِمَّا إِنْ يَكُونَ الْمُبَاحِ وَسِيلَةٌ إِلَى الْكَلَامِ الَّذِي يَتَرَتَّبْ عَلَيْهِ الْأَجَرِ فَيَكُونُ مِنْ جِنْسِهِ أَوْ وَسِيلَةٌ إِلَى الشَّرِّ 
The statement that you make, either it's going to lead to goodness, to something that is, yani, uh, a person is rewarded for, and thus that statement is then considered part of that ajr that you're going to get. It's considered a goodly statement that, you, that, that you're going to get rewarded for. But now if a statement that you make is a means and a cause and an avenue towards evil, then that statement is going to be considered an evil statement. Sheikh Zaidi then says, وَالْمُزَاحْ الْمَشْرُورِ الْغَرَضْ مِنْهُ إِدْخَالُ السُّرُورِ عَلَى الْغَيْرِ وَالتَّسَلِّي بِشَرْطْ أَنْ لَا يَكُونَ فِيهِ مَحْذُورِ So joking and jesting, being humorous, the actual gharab, the actual aim behind it is in order to enter happiness into the into someone else, to make someone else happy, to make someone else happy. That's the gharab, that's the aim and the objective of this mizah, of this joking and this jesting and this being humorous, to make someone happy and to sally, to uh, for amusement, light amusement, as long as it is the case that it isn't accompanied with any mahdhur. It isn't accompanied with anything prohibited. Prohibited. Among the things that the Messenger of Allah والسلام, himself mentioned, that type of joking and jesting that is haram and prohibited is the one that is accompanied with lying. Whereby a person jokes, but he makes something up. In order to, in order to make that joke, a lie, as a joke, is something that is prohibited. Likewise, joking by way of insulting, joking by way of mocking, joking by way of, by way of oppressing and saying things that are harmful to your Muslim brother, it might be a joke. However, the consequence of that is that it's going to what? It's going to harm the person. Attacking his honor, attacking his honor is something that no doubt is going to harm him when you insult him, harm him when you mock him. So therefore, mizah has its hudud. Joking has its boundaries. If it is the case that you engage within that joking, within that jesting, within that, within that humor, within the boundaries, not lying, not insulting, not mocking, and so on and so forth, and that is something that in reality, if you have the correct niyyah behind it, you'll be rewarded for. Because what's joking going to do? When you joke with your Muslim brother, how does he feel? It makes him feel relaxed. Huh? It makes him feel at ease. It, makes, it brings about what? It brings about love. That's why how appropriate it is for this, for this chapter. Bab al-Mizah. Chapter of al-Mizah. Chapter of... Joking to come straight after the previous chapter, which is Bab al-Ulfa, the chapter of Ulfa, the chapter of bringing about love and harmony between brothers, harmony between sisters. How appropriate it is that Imam al-Bukhari has the chapter on joking straight after the chapter concerning mutual love and mutual harmony. Why? Because when you engage in this light joking, 
light jest with your Muslim brother, with your Muslim sister, then it's going to soon result in what? In love between the two of you. He's going to realize this person is good with me, he's okay with me, he's nice to me, and so on and so forth. And this is from the Sunnah of Allah's Messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, at times, from time to time, would joke with his companions, joke with his wives, joke with even young children, joke even with the old people. In a, another narration, the old woman comes to the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, and she said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, make dua to Allah for me that Allah puts me, the old woman, into Al Jannah. In the narration declared uh, Sahih by Imam Al Albani. Do you know what the Messenger of Allah said? La tadkhul al Jannah ajuzun. An old woman shall not enter into Jannah. An old woman shall not enter into paradise. How do you think the woman felt, the old woman felt, when she heard this? She says, make dua to Allah that he enters me into paradise. The Messenger of Allah, he says, La tadkhul al-jannah ajuzun. An old woman shall not enter into paradise. How did the woman feel, do you think? Huh? She wept, started to walk away. Cried, obviously. She's upset. How is it the case? An old woman's not going to enter into Al-Jannah. But then the Messenger of Allah, والسلام, when he saw that from her, he clarified to her that what? That the women, when they enter into Jannah, all women, whether they were young or old, in this life, they'll all be entering into Jannah on one single age. They'll have one age. And then he recited the ayat, إِنَّا أَنْشَأْنَاهُنَّا insha'a. Indeed, we have created them, i.e. the women in Al-Jannah, we have created them with a special creation. They'll be newly created with a special type of form. Uh, and we've made all of them virgins. Women that are, that are devoted and passionate and besotted with their husbands. And they are atrab. There are women that are uruban atraba, women that are passionate about their husbands, being equal in age, being equal in age. So here we have another instance where the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, he joked with an old woman. Another example where the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, he joked with one of the companions. Another narration that Imam al-Bukhari collects in Al-Adab al-Mufrad, an Anis ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu, قال جاء رجل إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يستحمله. A man came to the messenger of Allah عليه الصلاة والسلام asking him for a camel, a riding beast, a camel in order to partake in the in the in the battle. A man came to the messenger of Allah عليه الصلاة والسلام asking him for a riding beast, a camel to partake in the battle. What does the Messenger of Allah والسلام, say? He says, The Messenger said, I'm going to give you, meaning I've only got to give you, the only thing that I've got to give you, is the walad of a naqah. 
is the child of a she-camel. The man came to the Messenger of Allah saying, I need a camel in order to be able to partake in a military expedition. So the Messenger said, I've only got the offspring of a she-camel for you. So then the man, he said, What am I going to do with the offspring of a she-camel? Even though we know, I am an offspring huh, of a human being, aren't I? I'm a child of a human being. Does that mean that I'm a young boy? No, I'm a man. But I am an offspring of a human being. I'm a child of a human being. So the man came to the Messenger of Allah saying, that I want a camel to ride on. And obviously any camel would have been born and been given birth to by a she-camel. But the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, out of jest and out of being humorous with his companion, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the, the, the child of a she-camel. So the man said, what am I going to do with the child of a she-camel? So then the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, وَهَلْ تَلِدُ الْإِبْلِ إِلَّا النُّوكِ he said, alayhi salatu wassalam, Does, is a camel given birth to by anything other than a she-camel? Obviously a camel is only going to be given birth to by another she-camel. A lioness isn't going to give birth to a camel. A human being is not going to give birth to a camel. It's obviously a she-camel that's going to give birth to a camel. But the Messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wassalam, said this in order to be and he playful and to be humorous with this companion of his. Why? Because this joking and this jesting at times, at not all the time, but at times occasionally, it is يعني, it brings about ulfa and mahabba. And we find that the companions of Allah's Messenger والسلام, they used to implement this sunnah. It's a sunnah. Al-Mizah, joking within its boundaries, is a sunnah. Abandoning joking in its entirety, in its entirety, is not from the sunnah of ulama they mention. So we find that the companions of the Allah Ta'ala alayhim, they likewise used to implement this sunnah. Concerning this Imam al-Bukhari he collected, and Bakr ibn Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, qala kana ashabun nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yatabadahuna bilbittikh. He said, that the companions of Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, used to throw bittikh to each other. They used to throw watermelon at each other. However, as the ulama they explain, yani when they say watermelon, this is in relation to the, to the peel of the watermelon. If someone was to get an actual watermelon and flung it at me, I, I don't think it would be a joke. But the 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 the, qish, the the peeling and the skin of the watermelon, the companions would chuck it at one another, uh, playfully, throwing at one another. فكان أصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يتبادحون بالبتيخ. The companions of Allah's Messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام would throw the بتيخ watermelon at each other. فإذا كانت الحقائق كانوا هم الرجال. But when it came to the حقائق when it came to the matters of reality, serious matters, then they were men in that regard. When it came to the occasion and those contexts where a bit of, there was room for a bit of joking, you'd find that the companions would be joking. 
throwing watermelon, uh, pieces of watermelon at each other, the Sahaba, Ridwanullah ta'ala alayhim. And when it came to matters of being serious, then they were men in that regard. When it came to matters of the deen, matters of learning the deen, matters of implementing the deen, matters of calling to the deen, spreading the deen, being patient with the deen, then there were men that were serious in that regard. And this shows to us what? This shows to us that the companions, they would make a distinction. They would make a distinction. At times they would be joking, but at times they'd be serious. And this shows what? This shows that those that are joking all the time, messing about all the time, wasting their time all the time, this goes against the sunnah of Allah's Messenger alayhi as-salatu was-salam. The gharad behind this jest, this gharad behind this humor, this joking, is it khalas surur ala nafs wa tasalli? Is in order to make others happy and to have some nishat, some uh, rejuvenation, some uh, revitalization and what have you of your soul, of your spirit, lightening your spirit uh, at times, becoming cheerful as a result of some muda'aba, some mula'aba and some yani mizah and some some play and jest that you engage with, with your brothers. As for spending the whole of your time joking around and fooling around, going here to the shisha places and watching films and this and that, wasting your time doing this, joking and about, about and fooling about. That wasn't the manhaj of the companions, Ridwanullahi ta'ala alayhim. When we say that the joking is from the sunnah, this is in reference to doing it occasionally, as the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam and the companions would do. نكتفي بهذا القدر وصلى الله على نبينا محمد والحمد لله رب العالمين